Welcome to Invested in Climate. Protecting the planet and decarbonizing the global economy is the challenge of our time. Never before have so many people rallied around a common cause. We all have a role to play, and the opportunity we face is unprecedented. Invested in Climate aims to help people do more to address climate change through their work, investments, learning, lifestyle, and activism. I'm your host, Jason Rissman. I co-lead a climate venturing practice at the design firm IDEO, supporting early-stage climate founders and organizations. I'm also an investor and startup advisor, and have realized that when it comes to climate action, I'll be a lifelong learner looking for the best ways to have a climate-positive impact. If you like what you hear, give us a good rating on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you found us. Follow us on social, subscribe, and spread the word. Find episodes, sign up for updates, get in touch, and visualize your climate action at investedinclimate.com. Thanks for joining. We're moving from ambition to action. We've got a lot of climate plans. We've got a lot of goals written and stated. And now it's really time to action on those goals. And I think that's what 2023 is going to be about. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year and welcome to 2023 and a special episode. Today, we're getting started with two guests and two exciting opportunities. We're joined by Matt Reidenauer, the head of startup ecosystems for Google. Matt is a dear friend who I had the pleasure of working with for several years at IDEO. He's now leading accelerator programs at Google, and he's here to talk about an open call for climate founders. The second opportunity is focused on helping frontline communities become better equipped to deal with climate impacts. We're joined by Jamie Goldman, the sustainability manager at CSAA, which is a AAA agency. She's someone I've been working closely with in recent months on an upcoming open innovation challenge. Jamie's here to talk about a way for funders, investors, and other partners to get involved in making the challenge impactful. And eventually, the challenge will be open for startups and nonprofits serving communities impacted by climate change. We've got lots in store for this year and many more new opportunities to share. Here's to making it the best year yet for climate progress. Let's get started. Jamie and Matt, welcome to Invested in Climate. Thank you. Thanks for having us. This is our first episode for the new year. We're going to be talking about some new opportunities for people interested in climate. But before we go there, let's talk New Year's resolutions. Jamie, Matt, did you make resolutions this year? Anything you're willing to say out loud? I try not to make resolutions because I don't want to disappoint myself when I don't achieve them. But this year, there was one that was really important to me, both personally and professionally, and that's building community. In 2022, I relocated to a new state, and I'm just trying to create a home for myself that I'll be in for decades to come. So building community is really important to me on a personal level. And then in terms of professional, um, building community to support one another on the climate in the climate space is just so incredibly important. I think we have to celebrate all of our small wins with each other because it's really easy to get discouraged that we're not doing enough and we're not moving fast enough. And so to stay optimistic and motivated to really build that community within each other so that we can continue to accelerate the work forward. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing community. I love centering on a word that I can remember having an intention that I set throughout the year as kind of one word as my North Star, like 
presence or joy to live more joyfully. This year, 2023, my word is going to be peace. You know, between work and life and family and community, there's just a lot happening and it can lead to like, I feel super busy and overscheduled. And so on a personal level, uh, we're expecting like a third child coming in March, which is really exciting, but also on top of pretty full schedules, I'm like, I'm going to need a sense of inner peace with like late nights with a newborn and many other things. I think just need to dig deep and lean in there in the new year. Love it. Thank you both for sharing. I'll share mine as well. And there's actually some overlap. I have three themes for 2023. The first is stretching more. And I mean that both physically and creatively. There's so much I'm excited to learn and take on this year, and I'm excited to stretch in new ways. Second is presence, being more present to have stronger relationships and enjoy life more. And finally, my last one is actually community as well, both in and out of work. Okay, so thanks for sharing that. Let's now do a quick lightning round of introductions. Let's offer our listeners a quick sense of what's to come and hear about each of you and what you're working on. So Jamie, Matt, tell us briefly, where do you work? What's your role? And just a very high level, what's the opportunity you're going to talk about today? Matt, let's start with you. Awesome. Well, first off, this is just a total thrill getting to be on with you. I'm Matt Reidenauer. Uh, I'm heading up startup ecosystems for the US at Google. Basically, this means I help lead accelerators to help find high potential early stage startups and support them with some of the best of Google's people and products and tools. And so we have teams kind of all over the world. We'll run nearly 20 accelerator programs around the globe in 2023. But today I'm here to get to talk a little bit about our next accelerator on climate change that I'll be leading. And I just must mention that prior to Google, I had the amazing privilege of working with Jason here at OpenIDEO running innovation challenges and accelerators. So this role at Google is really kind of a new flavor on what Jason and I were building together at IDEO. So just a total treat to get to share today. It's a treat to get to share the space with you, Matt. Uh, I knew that you would be a totally dynamic and fun presence to bring as our kickoff episode for this year and tap both the new experience that you're diving into as well as uh, some of your existing knowledge. Jamie, over to you. Yeah, this is great. Thank you for the invite, Jason. I would say I'm starting to achieve my 2023 goals, building new community. I'm the Sustainability Program Manager at CSAA Insurance Group. CSAA is a AAA insurer, and we operate in 23 states, including D.C. I was specifically hired at this particular organization for my background and experience in setting climate and sustainability goals across a variety of organizations. So I don't have an insurance background, but I was really brought in to help propel forward our climate plans and goals at CSAA, which I think is a really unique opportunity. And really, CSAA is committed to reducing their impact on climate change as it's embedded in their purpose. And their their main driving purpose is to help members prevent, prepare for, and recover from life's uncertainties, which fits climate change to a T. Reducing our impact on climate change, evaluating the risk of climate on our business, and then looking for opportunities to do things differently in the face of climate change. And that's really why I'm here today. We want to invite people to be part of the solution with us. And so that is a big part of how I know Jason and what we'll be talking about later in this podcast. Thanks for sharing your backgrounds and what you're working on. Let's dive in now and get a better sense of the opportunities that you have that listeners might be interested in. Matt, since you and I know each other the longest, we go the furthest back. 
Let's start with you. Tell us about your accelerator program, what kind of companies you're looking for, and what does Google offer? You know, at its highest level, Google is, of course, a big company operating all over the world and working on a huge variety of different things. But at our core, a core commitment of Google's is to significantly improve the lives of as many people as possible. And so, of course, it's very related to climate. We do that as a mission through leveraging the power of technology. And of course, we do that with our own products and tools. But also, it's important for us to develop an ecosystem and support emerging technologies and different innovations outside of Google as well. You know, Google for Startups Accelerators really exists just to do that, to bring the best of Google to support high potential growth stage startups. And so, you know, with things like the climate crisis, which are so large and complex, we don't expect that we can do everything ourselves. So we're invested in supporting high potential climate tech companies. We just launched applications for our third climate tech focused accelerator. It's basically a 10 week digital program for seed to series A startups in North America. We take them through um, a lot of great custom programming from UX, product design, tech, cloud, AI, ML, growth and sales and marketing leadership. And I think what's kind of interesting or unique is that people that are part of it, it's equity free. So it's totally free for any selected startup to be in. Uh, We're not investing dollars directly. We're also not taking any of the company. So I've heard from a lot of founders that are just thrilled that they don't have to offer any other company to participate. We offer expert mentorship. So we have a really deep bench of a few hundred Googlers who offer their mentorship, bespoke technical support, and really are kind of internal routers into this vast Google sphere, trying to get connected with the right teams that can be the most helpful. And then two other things, startups qualify for $200,000 in Google Cloud credits to support them in their development. And then you know, we end the whole thing with a big virtual demo day that we can share with partners and investors across Google. Thanks, Matt. And the climate tech space is filled with startups using technology and, you know, as wide of range as, as can be imagined. Is your accelerator particularly interested in software companies or companies that are using AI, machine learning, data science, things like that? Yeah, exactly. We basically are looking for seed to series A tech startups in climate and sustainability, growing companies with at least five employees using ideally AI or machine learning in their tech and or could be using that in the future that we can help them with. And then, you know, for this program, we're looking for North American startups, although there is concurrently a European one as well for European startups. Great. And this isn't the first climate accelerator that Google has run. And in fact, we had your predecessor, Jason Scott, join us on a previous episode. Tell us about the impact of Google's previous climate accelerators. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you had Jason Scott on. He was in my role previously, and he's just been an amazing trailblazer for a lot of Google's accelerator work and been a helpful guide. So yeah, we've graduated 22 companies so far. We've we've had two cohorts. This will be our third that we're starting now in North America. And you know, oftentimes many have come in and raised a few hundred thousand, maybe a few million dollars to date they have raised a collective $120 million since being in our program. That's only in the last you know, 18 months. And they have a survival rate of 100%, a portfolio valuation of over $200 million. So these aren't just kind of mom and pop startups. These are really some of the best of the best that we want to support and partner with. And a couple of stories. One is um, 
You may have seen the headline last month. It said, your next Taco Bell order could come with a side of electricity. That was actually from ChargeNet stations. They're developing EV fast charging stations and software. They just installed their first ever charging station at a Taco Bell, which is really cool. Not only that, but ChargerHelp, who was also in that cohort, they provide operations and maintenance for EV chargers. They not only launched a big partnership with Tesla, but during our accelerator, they actually formally partnered with ChargeNet stations as well to tackle both EV stations and maintenance together. So they're kind of growing a ton and doing even better together. Yeah, we have a ton of stories like that. Really exciting stuff. Amazing. And Matt, I know for a fact that this is not your first rodeo, and I'm sure that Google has also learned from its past accelerators. What are some lessons that are being incorporated into this year's program? So I'm newer to this role. I'm five months in. So maybe I I would love to come back and share more at a later date as I continue to learn. But a few things come to mind. One is, you know, we center a lot on mentorship and we found that by providing awesome, bespoke, custom mentorship, we can have the best outcomes for startups. And we think that it's super important for Googlers like internal to have these opportunities to give back and also hone their skills. So really honing in on the mentor relationship and finding the best possible experience there. So seamless scheduling, accessing the right talent and teams is really important. One other thing is tech week, you know, so much of like why come to Google is we believe we can support by helping companies build amazing products and tech. And so as technology evolves, of course, we need to as well. And so we're looking to make it more immersive, more tailored for their engineering teams to really supercharge their development. And then just the last thing I'll say is I was surveying a bunch of our our startup founders and the number one request, they want to be in person. (laughs) So much of our world has moved digitally and virtually. And that's awesome for us because we can engage with anyone in North America virtually. But it's also important to have like a shared experience in person. You know, Jamie, you were talking about community, you know, building community is really hard to do if all you do is digital. And so we just closed up our third Black Founders Accelerator. We also support a lot of um, underrepresented founder initiatives. And it was fun because we experimented with a few new opportunities. We hosted Google Cloud was actually sponsoring TechCrunch Disrupt. So we invited a bunch of startups there, gave them free passes. We had a big, huge event with them. We hosted actually demo day watch parties at the end. So people came together. And Jason, this was actually inspired by OpenIDEO. We hosted so many global event series at OpenIDEO with our challenges. I thought, what if we just launch some demo day watch parties. And so we had eight different cities host and had them in Google offices, brought together Googlers and founders and other partners. So super cool. I'm trying to find out new ways to deliver on this opportunity to build community, but I think that's going to be a big theme. Matt, for entrepreneurs that are interested in getting involved, what should they do? Yeah. So we'd love to have any seed to series A climate tech startups based in North America apply. You can go to startup.google.com backslash accelerator. You can also just Google search (laughs) Google for startups accelerators. Check it out there. Apps are open uh, until January 19th, 2023. And the cohort will run from March to mid-May. So we have 10 weeks of programming. We'll have a big demo day at the end. We'll send out to investors and please apply and also share with all your networks. We'd love to have you be part of it. Fantastic. We will include that link in the show notes. Thank you, Matt. 
Jamie, over to you for full transparency for listeners. The program Jamie's about to describe is one that I've been working on directly with Jamie and the team at CSAA. And it's a program I'm really excited about. So Jamie, take us away. Tell us about the challenge, what it is, the focus, and the opportunity for partners today. Great. Thanks, Jason. We are super excited to be working with IDEO. As an insurance agency, we want to lead by example and respond to this climate crisis with a sense of urgency. We see our customers on some of their worst days of their lives when they are in the midst of a natural disaster and needing to recover. Climate change is too big of an issue for us to solve alone. So we want to go out and tap into the external hive mind and really come up with a variety of solutions that we can implement today and not just in the future. So we are really excited to be working with Open IDEO. This challenge is an open innovation program to invest in new solutions that protect frontline communities in the face of climate change related events and especially wildfires. And now that was a mouthful. So let me just break that down a little bit. So our mission at CSAA is building a community of service rooted in inclusion and belonging. And we know that climate change is really disproportionately impacting the most vulnerable and disadvantaged in our communities. An open innovation challenge is really going to allow us to tap into that greater ecosystem for these transformative ideas and collaborative partnerships. We really want to connect to this hive mind mentality to solve a complex issue and bring creative and unique solutions to the table, and as many of them as we possibly can. So the opportunity right now is we're currently looking for like-minded organizations to help grow that prize pool beyond just our commitment at CSAA. We think that the larger the prize pool, the greater the awareness and excitement, and it'll generate more ideas and have a bigger impact with this challenge. In addition, we are hoping for organizations that align with our goals and purpose to help drive awareness and enthusiasm across their networks. We are so excited to be doing this for the first time at CSAA and to be partnering with veterans like IDEO on this challenge. Fantastic. Jamie, I'd love to go deeper into the focus of the challenge because I think it's a really important thing to consider. Some people like to think that climate change is a big, faraway, looming crisis that will disrupt our future. But the truth is that it's here today, and it's already hurting families, communities, and businesses. So tell us about why this topic matters to you and to an insurance provider like CSAA. That's a great question, Jason. The impacts of climate change are being felt more and more each year, and we really are at the forefront of this as an insurance industry. The natural disasters are happening more frequently with greater severity, and we know that they're directly linked to climate change. You open up the news, we see this evident every single day. For example, the floods that just happened in your hometown, Jason, (laughs) the floods in Sacramento, The heat waves we saw in the Northwest were unprecedented this year. Severe fires across California, flooding in the South, tornadoes that are moving across the country this week in the Midwest. Climate change disasters cause $120 billion in damage annually in the U.S. alone. And that figure has grown significantly over the past 50 years, and it's expected to reach $2 trillion by the end of this century. So as I mentioned earlier, CSAA's purpose is to help people prevent, prepare for, and recover from life's uncertainties. And our biggest uncertainty, well, actually, I would say we know it's certain 
is the one that we are seeing year after year from climate change. Jamie, let's double click one more time. Now that we understand why this topic is so important, why run an open innovation challenge? And I think there's really two parts to that question. One, why is innovation needed? And two, why innovate in such an open way as a challenge? An open innovation challenge allows us to really tap into the greatest minds working on this issue across a varied landscape from corporations to universities, nonprofits, garage startups, and so forth. And so I really think climate change is not a one, one and done problem that has one solution. I think it requires many different tools in the toolbox. And I think this challenge is going to allow us to find those different tools. And I want this challenge to really create a pipeline of actionable solutions that we can implement today and not 20, 30 years down the road. Now, I think those solutions are equally as important, but we are seeing the impact on our business and our customers and our employees today. And we want to see some solutions where we can start to make some progress. And what I really love about the open IDEO framework is that it extends past the boundaries of any one company or organization. Um, It really opens up the conversation to everyone who has something to say, where the whole really is truly more than the sum of its parts. And it kickstarts this group think that we need to create significant solutions for climate change. And I really think the more people we can bring to the table and the more tools we can create in this toolbox, the more opportunity we have to make a real difference and impact for the whole planet, actually, not just for CSAA and not just for our customers. Great. Matt, it'd be crazy to not ask you your thoughts on this. You're someone that's actually run probably half a dozen open IDEO challenges in the past. So any words of advice for Jamie or thoughts for partners who might want to get involved as the challenge is being developed? Well, first off, join in and enjoy. There's just so much awesome buzz that I, I found is catalyzed by these open IDEO challenges, amazing learnings, insights, connections, all that develop in kind of this hyper short time frame, which is pretty cool. I think the strength really of open IDEO is, of course, the openness, the sharing and connections and feedback on a shared platform, but also just the collaborative energy that's unleashed to really help a whole field. I remember when Jason and I were running our the food waste challenge we did a number of years back, we were able to get huge numbers of emerging entrepreneurs, creatives involved because a few things, I mean, the strength of the partnerships, like the sponsorship of Rockefeller and Pisces and City of San Francisco and Closed Loop all together. And then also we hosted this big network of 80 different partner organizations from Feeding America to Google to Whole Foods. They all jumped in and supported not only dollars, but mentorship, support, showing up at pitch day events. You know, we ended up with 20,000 people participating from 100 countries, uh, hosting zero waste events, hackathons, a lot of amazing things. So I would just say the creative collaborative buzz, don't miss out. That's great. Thank you, Matt. Looking forward to it. Yeah, you're going to have a great time. I can't wait to watch along. Matt, since I've sat in your shoes before and have worked at Google before, I know that you have tremendous pressure to think about scale. And your scale is different than what we just talked about in terms of 20,000 participants or hundreds of, of participants in, a, in an open challenge. 
you're trying to support organizations and startups that can reach people everywhere that could have a scaled impact as they grow. And previously, you led the Food Systems Vision Prize with IDEO and Rockefeller Foundation. And so I know you're a person who understands the importance of having a vision. I'd love to turn it to you and ask, what's your vision for Google's Climate Accelerator and the impact you can have? Yeah, I guess a vision would be that, you know, in the coming years, we are really able to support so many startups so they can grow and scale in really meaningful ways that, of course, we'd love to find unicorns that'll grow and positively impact billions of people, really, and our planet. I think specifically, you know, to climate, I really hope these climate tech startups are the most successful of companies, just categorically, that it's not just about doing the right thing, but that this is a huge business opportunity and that really every startup company is eventually really thinking about their environmental impact, not just climate technology, but actually all companies are really thinking about the positive impact they can have for people and planet. And, you know, at the highest level, technology and innovation are one of the biggest levers that we can use. I think if we can dive there and have a vision for a positive impact on our planet, we should go for it. Jamie, I'd love to turn to you and ask another uh, zoomed out question as well. As someone in a sustainability role at an insurance company, you really have a front row seat to see an industry that's being forced to reckon with climate change, not just as a threat, but as something causing real world destruction today. And it's forcing your industry to think about change. In some ways, the insurance industry is a leading indicator, and you're experiencing now things that others will encounter all too soon. So what is it teaching you that others should consider? What are the mindsets and capabilities that leaders need to develop to handle climate disruption? That is so true, Jason. Insurance companies really are on the front line of climate change and seeing the devastating impacts I think the most important thing to take away is that climate change really is not something in the distant, a way out there future. It's happening now. It's happening today. We need to build resiliency in our communities. We need to find ways to adapt to climate change. And at the same time, we need those climate tech innovators to mitigate climate change, to pull those CO2s and other greenhouse gases out of the atmosphere for near and long-term storage. We need innovation on all three fronts. Everyone needs to be playing a part in this. It's not a one-company fix. It's not just climate tech. It's not just insurance companies. It's not going to be just a one-and-done fix. We need everybody at the table. We need all the tools in the toolbox. And we really need to look for opportunities to make a difference. And You're right that climate change, the risks that we're seeing and the impact to our day-to-day business are very real, but also so are the opportunities to do things differently. And I think that's where the insurance industry has space to lead is to think about opportunities to do things differently. We need to shake up the industry. We need to take this opportunity to think about how to move in this space of a changing climate. And I think this challenge is really going to help seed the trees of opportunities that we are looking for in the future. Thanks, Jamie. You know, Matt, back to you. I think one of the things that's interesting about your accelerator program is how it creates an opportunity for Googlers around the world to be involved and tangibly make a difference on climate change. And it's something that 
companies everywhere are seeing is that more and more of their employees want to have an impact. And so I'm curious, what have you been learning about that? And what can you offer others in terms of advice or ideas in terms of allowing more of your company to get involved and to have an impact uh, and feel the purpose and the meaningful connection to working on climate? Well, you know, at Google, we have really big, bold commitments and, and have been pretty progressive in how we've focused on climate and transition to renewable energy sources and, and all that. So you can see all of our commitments on Google's website. But yeah, I think there's a deep collective perspective across a lot of Googlers that they want to be part of something really positive and building something that has a positive climate impact. And so how can I, as a Googler, bring you know, some amazing tools that I have and skills that I have as a, you know, maybe a software engineer or a UX designer or, you know, many other skills to help in the climate crisis. What I'm proud of in my role is that I get to help unleash some of that latent desire and also talent and, and kind of create a marketplace. We have hundreds of Googlers, literally hundreds of Googlers internally that are volunteering their time and connecting them to some of the most promising startups, of course, in many different theme areas, but particularly, we just get a lot of interest in climate. And so I think being really intentional with those relationships and making sure that the best Googlers that have really bespoke talent that honestly is really needed for what we're trying to accomplish in climate. Like these skills are very needed. Deep technology, machine learning, AI, cloud, like this is really important stuff for I think the transitions we're looking to make. And so we're kind of uniquely positioned in a lot of ways to provide free talent in many ways to the climate space. So thrilled about that. I'll build on it with my prediction for 2023. In an earlier episode, we hosted Jamie Beck-Alexander from uh, Drawdown Labs, who made the point that every job is or can be a climate job. And I think furthering Matt's argument is that I think that this year we will see more and more people realize the potential that no matter their skills, no matter their organization, that they can have an impact on climate and that leaders who enable people to work on climate are going to be more successful because they're really tapping into what Matt described as the latent energy of, of people's interest in protecting the planet. Matt, Jamie, any predictions for the year? We started with resolutions. We've talked about new opportunities. We've talked about some big picture reflections on the work you're doing. Take us home with some of what you expect to see this year. Jason, I just want to say I love what you just said. And I think it really resonated that every single person can do climate work in their position. I think that's what I'm looking for in 2023 is to really distill that across CSAA and across the organization and motivate and excite people for this work. I think we have a lot of momentum moving into 2023. I think the local action at the local levels, the Inflation Reduction Act, the higher transparency around corporate goals and targets and where they're falling short is just really sort of fuel to the fire to move in this action space. I've heard the catchphrase we're moving from ambition to action. 
We've got a lot of climate plans. We've got a lot of goals written and stated. And now it's really time to action on those goals. And I think that's what 2023 is going to be about. I think we're seeing a lot of really interesting innovation in the climate space around garbage storage solutions and circular economy. And the green energy transition has been remarkable. That's been somewhere we've made a lot of progress thus far. So I I think we're going to continue to see that momentum moving forward. And I will go back to something I said in the beginning. We have to remain optimistic that we're on the right path. We're continuing to create the change that we need to see in the climate space. And so I'm really excited about this innovation challenge. I encourage anybody listening, any companies or organization out there interested in this challenge to reach out to Jason or myself. And I'm just really excited to see what comes out of this challenge in 2023 and continue to build on where we're at at CSAA. Thanks, Jamie. And we'll include in the show notes a link for anyone that's interested in learning more about the challenge or getting involved to get in touch. I love that, Jamie. Thanks for sharing that. I 2023, Climate Tech is going to go deeper, deeper integration of AI and machine learning. I think those are just like huge emerging trends. And I think they're so important and, and so helpful in the climate tech space. So I think from that, like solutions will be more scalable, more responsive, and ultimately more impactful. So I'm super excited to be part of kind of a cohort that really values that and is looking to build that. I think a more human response is, I've been thinking a lot about how if we care about people, then I think we have to care about climate. Because, you know, we see, I mean, Jamie, we're hearing about, you know, just from an insurance standpoint, the natural disasters, the the ways that climate is just negatively impacting people and particularly, you know, the poorest among us, unfortunately, it's really scary. (laughs) It's a really bad trend. And I think as someone that really values and cares about people, I think it kind of has to be top of mind to care about how our planet that we all live on. I hope that in 2023, this even more deep storytelling and inspiration of the human condition and the human side to what's happening with our planet. Matt, I'll build on that too, because not only do we need to care about climate if we care about people, but we need to care about people if we care about the planet. Climate change isn't a problem caused by nature after all. It's been caused by people and people need to be the solution. Well, this has been a lot of fun and a great way to kick off the year. Matt and Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Best of luck with both of your programs, and Matt, best of luck with your new arrival. Looking forward to staying in touch with both of you throughout the year. All the best. Thanks so much. Really excited about it. Thank you so much for having me, and it was so great to chat with both of you. So I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Invested in Climate. Please remember to rate us on Apple, Spotify, or Google. Find show notes, sign up for updates, get in touch, and visualize your climate action at investedinclimate.com. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute financial, accounting, or legal advice. Thanks again.